Hi, friends. Welcome to Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann on this Heavenly Wit Monday. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the true stance of spiritual warfare. That's what's coming up next. I don't know about you, but I used to thrive on spiritual warfare, but in the wrong way. What do I mean by that? I'm glad you asked. The wrong way in thriving in spiritual warfare was literally capitalizing on opposition. And if I was being opposed in any way, it seemed to be this grandiose, exciting confirmation that I am doing what God has called me to do. And that sounds great. And that sounds wonderful. But it's really coming from a place of pride. Because here is what I'm learning. If you read the writings of David, David, he has his ups and he has his downs. In one moment, he's praising God, and the next moment, he is, where are you, God? In one moment, he's praying, and the next moment, he's asking God to destroy his enemies, and all that oppose him, go after them, God. And you just see this heartbeat of a human. We have this commonality with David, but so often, we take what David has written when it comes to his enemies or when it comes to um, the moments where he feels like God has forgotten him. And we kind of use that as the gospel truth. But if you think about it, David was a flawed human. And so it's like you're getting an inside peek as to his journal, his diary. So I'm not at all minimizing what David is talking about. But how often have we done life with people and then something happens where disloyalty takes place or perhaps they're no longer in your life in this season, but it can sound as though we are accusing them of abandoning us. And it very well could be the case. And then what we do is we go and say, well, you know what? That's just God letting me know who's for me and who is against me. That sounds great, but that's still incorrect. And here's why I say that. Because a true stance of spiritual warfare is the fear of the Lord, which causes us to walk in humility. Humility does not highlight what the enemy is doing. It takes notice of what the enemy is doing, but it allows the narrative to be of God and who is for us. Because we could do all the good things all day long and be attacked, but we could also be doing all the bad things, all the sinning, And with that, that's still spiritual warfare. And it's spiritual warfare on your life. It's spiritual warfare on the life of those who have maybe become disloyal to you. But truly, our concern shouldn't be about their disloyalty to us as much 
as their disloyalty to God. Because if they were, if, if the fear of the Lord was in their life, they wouldn't be disloyal to you or I. Now, here's the difference. Are you considering someone who has been honest with you and said, no, I'm not going to do that? Have you considered that disloyalty? If so, we definitely want to get a heart check with Jesus. Because someone who can tell you honestly, without fear, maybe with fear, I'm not going to do that. If you see that as disloyalty, that is most likely a lack of the fear of the Lord on your part and on my part, if that's how we're seeing it. Because notice, Jesus is the one that we follow. We don't follow after David. We don't follow after Gideon. We don't follow after Esther. We don't follow after Judge Deborah. We do not follow anyone but Jesus. Now, can those people point us to the Father? Absolutely. But we are not to follow after them. We are not to echo the prayers of David when he's asking God to destroy his enemy. We are actually called to do what Jesus has called us to do, and that is love our enemies. And we can only do that with the love of God, which is how we truly walk through spiritual warfare. Here's what spiritual warfare in Christ does. We praise God. Then we're able to properly pray for the enemies and then see clearly how they're being used by the enemy and be so full of sorrow, not for us, but for them, that they are actually falling into the trap of the enemy to do his bidding. And that should cause us to be so hurt, but not, again, being hurt by them, but hurting for them. That is what Jesus does. He does not get hurt by us. So if you have this this thing in your mind where, oh, I hurt God, I disappointed him. You cannot disappoint God who is whole and who is holy. However, we can and we will if we're not careful. And this is why God is so about us staying in him and making sure that he is our refuge so that we don't fall prey to not praying. The beautiful thing about God is when we fear the Lord, that's where the beginning of wisdom starts. And wisdom causes understanding to take place. It's like Isaiah 11 verse 2. The spirit of the Lord rests on Jesus. And in resting on him, we get to allow it to rest on us. The spirit of the Lord reveals the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, and the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. How does Jesus live out the love of God? Well, Philippians 2 says it so clearly. It says you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death 
on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. Why? To the glory of God the Father. So let's go back to spiritual warfare. The most beautiful stance of spiritual warfare is humility. It will feel like you're being opposed night and day when you are doing what you know God has called you to do. But that is not the stance that we stand on. The stance is, okay, we can't find this strange. As Paul said, we can't find it strange or weird that we're facing opposition. And let me tell you this. If you live in the United States, you most likely have not faced, nor have I faced, the opposition that Paul was talking about. And what is the fear of the Lord? I used to think the fear of the Lord was being in just trepidation of God. But I love what John Bevere says. And, he, and I heard him say it once, and it's just, it, it was like, um, when I heard him say it, I didn't have to read a book. I didn't, it just, woof, I knew what he was saying was so right on. The fear of the Lord is not being terrified of God. The fear of the Lord is being terrified to do life for one moment without God. Thank you so much for joining me today on this Heavenly Whip Monday via Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann, also with Intervined Art by Teresa Ann. Thank you all so much for joining me. And remember what this show is all about, bold inspiration, revealing God's goodness so that we can see with heavenly wit, seeing mission fields in the midst of battlefields.